that's a growler. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Neverending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and mud in your eyes. The movie, The Neverending Story. I'm Thomas Howith. I'm Tierney Steele. And with us this week, we have Chris Brayton. Chris, welcome. Greetings. <laughs> I was trying to think of something uh, like epic to say, <laughs> just but I all I all I can do is just sneeze because I'm allergic to youth. That's that's really what it boils down to. Oh goodness, yeah. <laughs> we're not there yet. Don't get too far ahead. <laughs> We'll so, <laughs> Chris, where where did I find you? <laughs> you found me in the in the that swamp. That sounds ominous. No, no, you found me in the swamp of sadness. <laughs> I just lost my my faithful steed Artax, and then you you picked me up, and, and and you're just bringing me to this this shell mountain right now. But no, <laughs> I'm from I'm from the More Gooder Than podcast. Uh, you're actually friends with my co-host Donnie. Uh, so that's how we that is true connected. He'd actually mentioned you uh, months ago. He'd said that you had started. You, you were going to start up a podcast, and we'd been talking about it for a while. And we'd actually done never any story on our show, and I got the uh, the honor of defending it. And so uh, it's I I love this movie. Gosh, almost as much as I love my kids. So <laughs> this, this movie yeah, was upon my listening to that episode. I heard that you had like a, t- a ton of never ending swag. Your iPad was covered with it. Your phone cover is something like it. And yeah, I'll, have to, like that, I'll so. have to send you a picture of my iPad cover. Uh, and it, yeah, it's, it's 11. You can always post them on our listener society. Yeah, I will. I did the finger thing the other day and I couldn't do it. The, the, <laughs> the bastion finger thing. Just couldn't do it. Yes. Yeah. Without breaking. I could have broken my pinky. It was a struggle. Yeah, it was a struggle. <laughs> yeah, so I host the more good I, I host the more gooder than podcast with uh my co host Corey and Donnie. We take three similarly themed movies and we pit them against each other and make them fight to the death. Uh to to hopefully humorous effect. But that's besides the swamp of sadness, it, that's where you found me. <laughs> it is a great show. I've really enjoyed trying to catch up with all the stuff that you guys are doing. I get to play the whole listening to the current episode and then listening to a back episode and listening to a current episode and then listening to a back episode. I mean, you're so, the, that's so organized. You're the perfect. <laughs> you're the perfect fan. I wish every fan was like that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so, Tierney, where are we in the movie this week? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we're still in the swamps of sadness, but in minute 35, we start with Bastian saying, Morla, the ancient one. And it ends 60 seconds later with the shell mountain beginning to rise under Atreus' feet. It's oh, very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Bastian certainly knows how to be dramatic here. So our guest last week, Andrew, kind of ruined this line for me <laughs> by his impression of it. So I'm kind of having trouble taking it seriously, but I wanted to say we were being a little dismissive saying that Bastian looked completely fine, and here you see he still has some tears on his cheeks, so he wasn't 100% successful in blowing his nose and cleaning himself up like we yes, thought. Yes, this is true. He uh, he missed a spot. <laughs> and I wonder now, looking at this, if that tear is supposed to mimic the... Um, mud tear that Atreyu has in his eye. Well, I mean, it's 25 <laughs> years after I've seen this movie for the first time, and I'm still having tears streaming down my face from 
from Artex dying. So, I mean, you got to give. Yeah, but I've heard you cry. You cry at all the movies. I cry at every movie I've ever What's seen. What's wrong with that? I cry at every movie. It is not. I'm not ashamed of it. I cried. Did I cry today? You know, I cried listening to Hamilton today. So, like, it's. <laughs> I cry constantly. So, me and Bastion were like, we're, we're like this. You know, if this was a visual meeting, it'd be me, you know, bringing my fingers together in a weird way like he does. <laughs> <laughs> the, but the Morla, when he says Morla, it's as if we're supposed to know who she is or it is, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, it's as, yeah. he says it like, oh, uh, Abraham Lincoln or I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like you say it. it yeah, it's, he does. Uh, as much yeah. as I love this movie, it's actually the one of the parts that has always bugged me since I saw it as a little kid. Like, wait, am I missing something? Is Morla like a, a famous character? I mean, she is, she is now. Obviously, because we all know yeah. who she is. But anyway, I don't know. It's actually the one time that I'm annoyed with this movie. That's it. Other than... She has gotten named before, though. When Atreyu entered the Swamps of Sadness, it was they his little like voiceover reading was saying, they're only there because this is the only place to find Morla, which is why he knows who she I is. I guess so. But it's just always this like weird... It always is this... It, it, to me, it's always this like, dun, dun. Duh, but I love it, and uh, and I actually we have we have three tortoises, and I pushed so hard to name one of them Morla, and I got shot down. So I didn't get to have a Morla, the ancient one. I was really bummed. But next one, I'm claiming it. If we get another tortoise, it's Morla, no matter what, boy or girl, it doesn't matter. I imagine that the only explanation I can come up with for that is that possibly his description that he read earlier was a lot more thorough. And we don't necessarily get to hear that description because he's reading and we're just seeing the pictures that he plays in his head. So we don't get that big description and build up that he's had. And now that he sees the shell mountain, he realizes, Oh, that's Morla. The shell mountain. Well, I hate to tell you this, but you don't get more of a description in the book book. I don't know what he's supposed to be reading, but it's because it's like, the fulfillment of the quest. Like, Atreyu, Bashin reading, you think finding Morla, Morla is going to tell him the answer, how to save the Empress, then he'll do it, and that will be the end of it. So, and he'll save the so day. So he gained, like, what, like, plus 20 experience? So, for completing, for yes. completing the quest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he leveled up. Exactly. He levels up to mud, he levels up to mud monster. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on a little bit, we now have Atreyu climbing this, this big mountain that's in his way. And for some reason, he doesn't realize what it is, even though Bastion does. I don't think he, I don't know that he realizes, but, um, in the book, it is called Tortoise Shell Mountain, which is a total giveaway. Right. But even before he starts climbing, I too was distracted by that splatter of mud on Atreyu's cheek. But I wanted to point out that the rest of his hair is finally disheveled. I know that's been an issue in some previous minutes that he was still too clean. Um, no, he is disgustingly gross. And even the beautiful, perfect, wonderful hair is a little must. Well, I'll add on to that and say while he is dirtier than he was, he's not as dirty as he should be. <laughs> because his shirt is clearly been up to mud to at least his... Uh, chest, but his stomach is completely bare. There's not a piece of mud to be found on his, his torso. 
Wolfgang <laughs> Peterson had it to just like smushed him down into it face first. <laughs> right. Well, we get that in a little bit. Don't yeah. get ahead of ourselves, Journey. My favorite creepy heartbeat music is back. Yes. I love the like trend of Monday starting off with ominous music as things are approached. It's Monday, so of course you have to have ominous music. It's it, it's that's how I don't yeah. you guys wake up with that noise just playing in your head the second you wake up on a Monday? Basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's well, the thing is, is a, that or a, a Treyu just, uh, a Treyu does two things. He hunts the purple buffalo and he keeps his hair silky smooth. That's the only two things he knows what to do. <laughs> so, that, and so, of course, even in the Swamp of Sadness, he's going to look Vidal Sassoon ready. <laughs> awesome. So, my first question comes how did this tree grow on Morla's back? Well, I assume that he has or she has a ton of just sediment built up on there. So yeah. it's that's not directly the shell that I will say probably what like I'd go as far as six feet of crud on top of her, maybe more. Oh wow, that much. I don't think that's I don't think that's directly shell. We're probably looking at a lot of sediment built up on top of her. Definitely yeah. enough to support some vegetation. <laughs> right. I could accept that. I, mean, I have, if I don't move mm-hmm. for more than like eight hours, I'll start having a tree grow on my back. Just, it's dusty here. <laughs> so, <laughs> <God. laughs> you might want to introduce you to a thing we call bathing. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't have that. We like really yeah, recommend We don't have it. that here on the, yeah. we- on the West Coast. Yeah, Bakersfield's not known for its pads. <laughs> Come on, the baths of Bakersfield. No, it's the streets of Bakersfield. We all know that. <laughs> you walk up, and you walk. A bastion walks up and goes, "The baths of Bakersfield." <laughs> dun dun dun. The armpit of California. We are less armpitty. So, <laughs> what did you guys think of the or the faraway shot we get of Marla oh. with uh, with the little doll on top? Oh. That's fantastic. I love that scene. Like I don't I know like I know it's a doll, but I still just I, I cheer every time Morla pops up. Every time. So it just makes me so happy. Um in reading about the production for this, there is no large scale Morla shell. The part where you see him climbing is him climbing a ladder behind a matte matte painting, and then it's cleverly disguised as he comes to the top of the shell. It's not really big. It's just just the top of the shell. It's just shot well so that you can't tell it's only the top of the shell. And then I'll get into some other notes about that when we actually get some more action of the shell. Because I was wondering, you had mentioned this was a tiny shell mountain. And I was wondering if now that he was climbing up and standing on it, that had sold anyone. But I guess if you know the magic behind it, you're just disillusioned with this (laughs) mountain, aren't you? No, I can still immerse myself in it, especially if I'm not going minute by minute. But there's something about taking the chunk apart that uh, lends itself to finding interesting things like this. Well, well, I'm just distracted because Atreus close up of him saying Morla, and then the wide shot of his saying Morla do not sound like they're the same person. That's my behind the scenes <laughs> quibble with this minute. <laughs> that is ADR. <laughs> I know, but it usually at least is like recognizable. I know. I don't know if I talked about this when we had our last um, session, but did I talk about the smoke that they used in the Swamp of Sadness? What was it made out of? Oh, 
Um, they used um, yes. tons and tons and tons of smoke. And apparently the smell in the area was really bad. So they were also piping it or making smoke with some perfumes and stuff as well. So you've got nasty smoke. You've got uh, humidity. You've got heat because it was apparently really hot. And you've got a wonderful smell of mud along with odd fragrances to shelter it or hide it. I don't know. I just think it would make it worse. But this was not the best shooting environment possible. Well, I mean, especially since, I mean, the actual swamp makes you sad. Because this is a real place, right? Like, yes. This, this, Probably, no, I'm saying the swamp yeah. of sadness. I know they it, did. It, exi- it exists. <laughs> and so, right? I mean, this is all true. You guys all went on magical adventures, right? As a child? Right. Oh, yeah. I did. After seeing this movie, I went yeah. on plenty of them. See? So, yeah. So, when I went to the Swamp of Sadness, it's just like, geez, look at all this smoke everywhere. This is incredibly distracting. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness. <laughs> There's uh, the Chris laugh. I've been waiting one. for it. Yeah. Gave it. Got to bring the laugh every time. It's, you know what? Okay. So, you guys, you guys obviously have been podcasting for a while. It's weird what people pick up. Like you, like the things that like you, you prep for and you try and you, you try and bring to the table. And the only thing I'm really known for is that I have a really loud laugh. So it's nothing that I can, I can't even control it. So it's just this thing. No, it's fine. Aww. It's fine. Well, you can blame that on, you can blame that on Corey for adding it oh, into I know, the intro. Right? Now it's part of the intro. I mean, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm flattered that people yeah. remember me for anything, which is great, obviously. But, uh, it's just, um. It's just funny that that's what people latch on to. You know, it's like, oh, it's the guy with the loud laugh. I'm like, yeah, that's that's me. I'm that guy. <laughs> so standing on the top of the mountain, who did Atreyu intend to contact by saying, Morla, <laughs> as quietly as you it's possibly like the crossroads could? When you, when you go to meet the devil to sell your soul, you just kind of show up and then Morla's supposed to, I guess, be there. I don't know. Yeah, and he's kind of looking around, I think. I, he, I think he didn't know what to expect, but this wasn't it. Like, he can clearly see there's nobody sitting there beside him, though, that's going to hear him say, Morla. <laughs> well, maybe he thinks he has to summon her. Say it three times like, like Beetlejuice. Spirit or something. Spin I, around. Because as you said, he clearly sees there's no one else there. But this is exactly where they told him to come to find Morla. So he's like, well, maybe you have to, like... You know, maybe she's not always here, only when there's someone, so you gotta let her know you're here. You say your you say her name three times, she pops up, and she scares the people that are living in your house after you've died. <laughs> that sounds great. I don't have anything else for this minute. Do you guys have anything that I that we haven't talked about yet? I have a lot about Morla, but we'll wait till she actually shows up. <laughs> this is like that calm before the storm. You know, it's the setup. It's the it's actually, it's a perfect minute to jump in on because you have a whole, almost an entire scene um, played out this week. We, we've got very lucky with the cuts on this movie so far and how they apply to our weeks. Yeah, you really lucked out on this one. So, Chris, when, do you remember the first time you saw Never Ending Story? Yeah, I was, gosh, so this was, um, this was one of my, it's going to sound funny, it's one of my sick movies. So whenever I was sick, my mom would get me three movies. I don't know why we didn't own them. She would rent them. We should have just bought them. It's, you know, 80s logic. Uh, but it was, so it was this movie, the original Dr. Doolittle and, uh, Explorers. Remember Explorers with, uh, 
with with yes, Murphy. I love Explorers. Oh, yeah, great movie. So these three movies, if I was homesick, this is what I would watch. And so I saw this for the first time in 1988. It was the first time I saw it. So okay. um, give or take. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't remember a time when I haven't seen this movie. So I mean, conservatively, I've seen this movie a hundred times. I mean, and that's like that's I'm probably lowballing. Wow. I'm probably lowballing it. And I have two daughters, and so I've showed it to my oldest, and she she loves it too. And we've watched the the HBO animated series. She loves that too. Waiting a little bit on for my. I tried showing it to my youngest, but it kind of freaked her out. So we're waiting. We're waiting a little bit. Aww. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin something beautiful. Have you seen the sequels? Yeah, I mean. I've, I've seen the second one once or twice, didn't like it, saw the third one once, didn't like it. This just doesn't capture the same magic. So, um, I mean, the music is, you know, there's just, there's not a lot going on there for me. And I didn't see those till I was much older. So there was no impressionable kid magic. Does that make sense? You know, so like when you yes. see something as a kid, there's magic and that, that can never be taken away. That's wasn't the case with, um, with the with the sequels so yeah completely understandable i still haven't seen the sequels (laughs) i know jack black's in the third one which is which is fun and he plays he plays the bully i think he's in the third one or is it the second one i think he's the third one it's the third third one one. okay and the second one has jonathan brandis from sequest oh yeah i never saw sequest it was just like oh my gosh i love that show there's just those ones that you kind of miss when was that one on? What years? Do you remember? Oh, not off the top of my head, but I can find out because I have, you have the interweb. Internet. You have the interwebs, the World Wide Web. Yes. Yeah. They are my friend. Plug for Spider Man Minute. That came out in 1993 <laughs> to 1996. Nice. I would have been 10. Huh. Yeah. No, that wouldn't have been in my wheelhouse. 10, I don't think I could have convinced my parents, hey, let's watch Sequest. So one of these days, yeah. I'll have to check. I think I have my own TV at that time. Right. All right, because you're the same age as Donnie, and Donnie's like a hundred. So yes, <laughs> pretty much that's where I'm at as well. Yeah, bunch of silver foxes running around, just just howling at the moon and just screaming. Hey, not screaming, all of us at this age just, have silver hair. Foothill Trojans for life, and just just running. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, now I'm wondering what's wrong with me because I had my own TV at ten or eleven, but definitely you know sixth grade. But I was watching like reruns of Taxi and The Odd Couple in the middle of the night. I wasn't, I don't remember. And then like VH1 in the morning when you got ready. It was to Block school. Party Summer. <laughs> Block Party Summer on Nick at Night. And so you were watching Taxi. Oh my and you were wa- God. You were watching. I actually had a, um, a Nick at Night fan club, but it was just me and my best yeah. friend. Watching. Me and my brother, we w- religiously watched Block Party Summer. We were just on Nick at Night. Oh. Yeah. And it, that was yeah. it. We watched. Welcome back, Mr. Cotter. We were like the only 10 year olds who were still into Vinnie Barbarino in the 90s. I totally get it. We were obsessed with Laverne and Shirley. We thought Laverne and Shirley was the funniest show on television. And I have not watched it <laughs> since. I guarantee you it doesn't hold up. But for, for Block Party <laughs> Summer, we could not get enough of Laverne and Shirley. Hated Gilligan's Island, though. Couldn't stand it. I would have murdered Gilligan. In a heartbeat. I don't think and I've then, ever seen a whole and episode. And buried him in the swamp of, of sadness. Island. And then just right <laughs> and not brought him back when I was able to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because technically Fantasia encompasses all fantasy. Yeah, so all that's here somewhere. 
Unless you ascribe to the Galaxy Quest theory of those poor people. Oh, but gosh. Yeah, if you take that as uh, fictional, then yes, you have the opportunity to kill off Gilligan. <laughs> that's the dream. You just need to get your own copy of The NeverEnding Story. That's, that's the dream right there. I, that's the dream is to kill, <laughs> kill freaking Gilligan. Gosh, I hate that guy. If they want to survive, they should have killed him. Like, just for the good, for the greater good, Hot Fuzz style. Just, right. just kill him. <laughs> I thought we left all the death behind last week. <laughs> right? We're trying to move on, Chris. Come no. on. <laughs> death. Death so, is all around us. All right, Chris. Well, um, if that's all you guys have for this minute, Chris, why don't you tell people where they can find you? More Gooder Than is on iTunes slash you know, Apple Podcast, whatever it is you want to call it. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. We're on, uh, and of course, our website. You can go to our website at MGT podcast.com you'll have be able to listen to our episodes past episodes see what kind of like competitions we're running gifts we're giving away we're sending i'm sending tom uh, a picture of true imway from rogue one because he because he's a boss and decided to donate to our patreon too uh we come out every wednesday and uh, you can find us on twitter at mgt podcast and just look up more gooder than on facebook and you'll find us or on instagram all the all the things we're on all the things. <laughs> awesome. Tierney, why don't you tell them where they can find us? Uh, we are on most of the things. We're on Facebook. We have our regular page, and we also have a listener society. It's technically a closed group, but just ask to be let in. We just don't need robots in our group. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Nev and Min, N-E-V. E-N-D-M-I-N. Sorry, halfway through I forgot which part I was spelling because uh, the never writing minute didn't fit. And if you go to growlermedia.com, you will find us as well as Beauty and the Beastly Minute and a couple other podcasts as well. Cool. While, um, if you do go to growlermedia.com, there's a link there if you want to check out our shirts and merchandise on Tee Public. Um, we'd love you guys to go check it out and get some represent the show if you're loving it. Uh, maybe drum up some more viewers by them asking, what's that on your shirt? Also, hopefully by now I've started, I've started putting up the minutes in the listener society. So if you want to see those or you want to run over them, um, as you listen to this, you're more than welcome to just join the listener society and that should be an option for you. If you're looking for me, you can look on Instagram and Twitter at the Wookie lives. And if you're looking for Tierney, she's at one steel sister. So we get to find out more about Morla, but that's, that's another no story. That shall be told another time. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler. I'm keeping your bones.